Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Good morning, church. Good morning to those of you worshipping in Woodland Centre and also those of you listening to the sermon through the online space. We started the new year with a series of sermons, such as um, the generations in God's hands, the gospel in God's hands, Singapore in God's hands, and today we are covering on the nations in God's hands. And I will be preaching from Psalm 67. Psalm 67 is a beautiful psalm with an amazing chiastic structure. What is a chiastic structure? Well, as a modern communicator of God's Word, if I wanted to convey idea and emphasis to you, I would probably use a PowerPoint slide and highlight it as yellow so as to capture your attention. But back in those days, the Bible authors, they didn't have PowerPoint slides, but they used various methods such as chiastic structure to convey an emphasis to highlight a point to the readers in those days. So a classic structure is often arrangement of ideas. So it's idea A and B, and then in the second half of the structure, the ideas are reversed. You can see A and B in the reverse way. So one example of a statement in a classic structure is this. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. You can see idea A and B, and then in the reverse order. There's also another form of chaotic structure where idea C is placed right in the middle of the structure. And that middle portion is a very important position because the author wants to highlight a point to us. And it's not only in the middle portion for C, but it's the interaction of ideas A and B together with C that sends out a very important message to us. This is exactly the case for Psalm 67. It is arranged in A, B, C, and then the reverse order to highlight a very important point for us that we must all sit up and pay attention this morning. So before I present the Psalm 67, the classic structure to you, let us read aloud this psalm together in, in verses 1 to 7 all the way. Let us read with one voice, okay? One, two, three. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. If I were to present Psalm 67 in the classic structure, it looks like this on the slide here. You can see verses 1 and 2 represented as idea A. And idea A is all about a request for God's blessing and the global result of the blessing. So do take note that God's blessing always have a global result, okay? You can see verse 3 represented as idea B, and that is really about people's praising God. And then you see 
the reverse order of ideas A and B, isn't it? In verses 5, 6, and 7, exactly in the same theme, but in the reverse order. Right in the middle of this psalm is verse 4, and that is idea C. Verse 4 is all about God's rule in the nations of the earth. So when he places this in the middle, is to highlight a point to us, is to tell us idea A, B, C are all intertwined, interconnected, and we must not miss out idea C, because one day, God will rule in the nations where he will judge the people with equity. God will rule in the nation one day where he will guide the nations on the earth. One day, all nations will come under the ruling hand of God. And that's why we have titled today's sermon as The Nations in God's Hands from Psalm 67. Before I unpack the scriptures for all of us, let us pray. Father, fill us with your spirit to understand your word. Open our eyes to see your heart for the nations. Empower us to prepare ourselves, our family, to prepare Singapore and to prepare the nations to meet King Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. One day, all nations will come under the ruling hand of God through God's blessings upon the people and through God's people blessing the nations. Let us begin with first point of today's sermon. One day, all nations will come under the ruling hand of God through God's blessing upon the people. If you take a look at the chaotic structure, you can see God's blessing starting from the top of Psalm 67, and it ends with Psalm 67, about blessing as well. In the first part of Psalm 67, is really God's people crying out for blessing, for His face to shine upon them. In the last part of Psalm 67, is really about God's blessing them with abundant crops, amazing harvests, especially in verse 6. A material blessing such as harvest and crops are also part of God's blessing. So the author intentionally begins the psalm and ending the psalm with blessing and to tell us that the theme of God's blessing is so interconnected with verse 4, idea C. The theme of God's blessing is so interconnected with the nations praising Him, the nations knowing Him, God's rule in the nations. So we can't help but to dive in to find out more about this blessing. What is this blessing all about? So if we move and dive down to verses 1 and 2, you can see the prayer is asking God to be gracious to them, to bless them, to make His face shine upon them. It's the Aaronic blessing, adapted from the Aaronic blessings from number 6, verses 23 to 24. And it's often a prayer that your pastors pray for you during benediction as well. But I don't know how many of you really understand this priestly prayer. It's an Aaronic priestly prayer. You know, one of my sons asked me, Ma, what does it really mean for God's face to shine upon us? Every time when you pray for the congregation, what does it really mean? Well, you know, sometimes when we look at blessing, we don't exactly know what blessing really is, isn't it? But in the Singapore's definition, sometimes we define blessing as success or gaining material blessings. Um, or maybe especially during this Chinese New Year season, we define blessing as what Okay, this is meant to wake up some of you who are dozing off already. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with material blessing. God blesses materially. You can see that in verse 6 and how he gave us abundant crops, right? How, how the author writes about the abundant crops in verse 6. But what exactly is this blessing that the psalmist is trying to say? Verse 1 is really about the fundamental blessing of having a personal relationship with God, knowing Him and be favoured by God. 
You know, when God's face is shining upon you, it's conveying a picture of a favour. It's not an angry face. It's His face shining on us. It's that face of grace. It's that face of favour upon us. So that is the richest blessing one can ever have. Nothing wrong with material blessing because material blessing is part of ironic blessing as well. But the richest blessing that we can ever have is a personal relationship with God. And that's what verse 1 is trying to tell us. So the theme of God's blessing is right in the beginning, right at the end of Psalm 67. And it's so interconnected with idea C in verse 4 that the nations will know Him, praise Him. God will rule in the nations because of this whole theme of blessings. So because it's so interconnected with the nations knowing Him, we have to ask ourselves this question this morning. If there is one blessing you could ask of God, what would that be? Because if the blessing of God is so intertwined with the nations knowing Him, praising Him, we have to ask ourselves this question. If there's only one blessing you could ask of God this morning, what would that be? I'm going to give you 10 seconds right now to close your eyes and to really ponder on this question. Let us close our eyes right now. You may open your eyes. There's really nothing wrong asking for wealth, health, or success because material blessings are part of ironic blessing as well. But if you have only one blessing you could ask of God, I want to encourage you today. Ask for revival. Ask for revival. Ask boldly and daily for revival for your life, for a great awakening in your life that you may know Him, that you have a personal relationship with God, that you will be favoured by God, that you understand the ways of God. Ask that for yourself, for your family, for your spouse, for your children, for your neighbours, for your colleagues, for the land of Singapore, for the nations. Because when you ask for blessings, it will go to the nations, it will impact the nations. And I want to encourage you today, ask for revival. All nations one day will come under the ruling hands of God. One day, it will come under the ruling hands of God. And it comes through God's blessing upon the people. So encourage you to ask for revival. Don't just ask for material blessing. Don't just ask for success. Ask for revival because whatever blessing you ask, it will impact the nations, knowing Him, praising Him, and coming under the ruling hand of God. Because when the wave of revival hits you, it will go from here to the nations. One day, all nations will come under the ruling hand of God through God's blessing upon the people and through the people blessing the nations. If you look at Psalm 67 once again on the slide, we are reminded that this whole ideas, that idea A and B, A, B and C are also interconnected with one day God's rule in the nations. So because the theme of God's blessing is so critical that leads to the nations knowing Him, we have to dive in to find out more about this blessing. So one question to ask is, how does the ironic blessing come upon God's people back in the Old Testament? It's a priestly prayer upon God's people in the Old Testament. So how do the priests call down God's blessing upon His people? The priests in those days, they would conduct Old Testament sacrifices, isn't it? The animal sacrifices so that they call down God's favour, His grace, His presence to dwell among the people. That would be what the priests back in those days would do. Today, we are all God's royal priesthood. 
we all have an obligation to call down His blessings of grace, His presence, His favour in the land and in the Singapore. But how do we do that? We no longer need to conduct animal sacrifices. But how do we do that? We catch a glimpse from Apostle Paul in Romans 15, verses 15 to 16. This is what Paul says. But on some points I've written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Today, our priestly duty does not require us to conduct the Old Testament sacrifices, but we still have an obligation to call down God's blessing upon the land and the nations through proclaiming the gospel, like what Apostle Paul did, through proclaiming the word of God to the places around us and into the nations. You know, centuries ago, Singapore was once an unreached nation. And God sent many missionaries to come and bless us with wonderful education and health care. They didn't just give us material blessings, they blessed us with the Word of God. The Word of God didn't just hit and stay in Singapore, it went into the nations. I want to share with you a true story of Singapore, and I've taken it from Bible Society of Singapore. Centuries ago, God raised up Reverend Dr. Robert Morrison with a determination to set sail to China to bring the Word of God to China in 1807. He was joined by Reverend William Mill in 1813, and by 1819, they finished the first ever Chinese translation of the Bible in 1819. And Morrison charged Reverend William a mission to come to Malay Archipelago to see if this region was a good place to be a mission station to train more missionaries to be sent to China. So Reverend William subsequently met up with who? Sir Stanford Raffles. Sir Stanford Raffles gave full governmental support for this mission work. And not only that, after Sir Stanford Raffles founded Singapore in 1819, he was very eager to bring the word of God to Singapore and to the nations around Singapore. Supported by Raffles, Morrison distributed 1,000 Chinese Bibles to the Chinese in Singapore. And due to Singapore's strategic location, by 1825, Singapore became a distribution center of God's word in Singapore and the nations around Singapore. You know, when I hear the Singapore story through our ancestors, I can't help but to see Psalm 67 coming alive through our true Singapore story on how God bring blessing upon Singapore and that blessing didn't just stay in Singapore, it went to the nations. It brought Psalm 67 alive and today we are still reaping that blessings that the missionaries, so many missionaries have given to this land. One day, all nations will come under the ruling hand of God through God's people blessing the nations. We see that in the story on how God raised Morrison Mill and Sir Stanford Raffles to be a blessing to Singapore and the nations. And likewise, today God is telling us when we bless one unreached people group one at a time, that blessing will flow to the nations. It is not said by me, but written in Psalm 67 because the theme of God's blessing has a global impact. It always leads to the nations praising Him, knowing Him, and being ruled by Him. One act of blessing has a ripple effect to the nations. This is what Psalm 67 is trying to tell us. We see that in our true Singapore story, we see that in Psalm 67. So where do we begin? 
It begins with one act of blessing. When you have, in this Chinese New Year season, when you see your migrant workers cleaning the estate for you, don't just pass by them. Maybe give them some goodies, give them some ampao, and tell them Jesus loves you. You know these three words, Jesus loves you, and you say it with a smile, they can sense it in their spirit. They can. And right now, right here, right now, we have about 450 young children from preschool all the way to youth from Woodland Centre out in the Woodlands community now with their parents and their DMKs going there with Chinese New Year oranges and with a smile and telling the residents, Blessed New Year. Because we believe one act of blessing done in the name of Jesus has a ripple effect to the nations. And we want to continue what the missionaries have taught us centuries ago. It may not be a migrant worker. Some of you have domestic helper at home. Love your domestic helper. Don't just have a service from them for, to clean your house, but love them, pray for them, pray for their salvation. Pray that they will know Jesus, they will have a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, recently, uh, Felix and myself, we needed to find a domestic helper to take care of my mother-in-law. And we were praying really hard for God to bless us with one who has a love for elderly people. And we finally found one, and we were so grateful. And one afternoon, I was just sitting at the table drinking coffee, and I was like so relieved, a sense of relief, you know. But that moment, I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. And the Holy Spirit said this, Sharon, don't just make use of your migrant worker, your domestic helper. Pray for our salvation. Pray for our salvation. Take care of our welfare. Ensure that she gets to hear the gospel. If you cannot speak Bahasa, invite a friend who can speak Bahasa. And today, I just tested a friend who is an Indonesian. I said, can you come to my house? Because my helper doesn't understand English. Can you help me? And my friend just replied me, yes. I'll do it for you. I'll come to your house. I'll present the gospel in Bahasa to your helper so that at least she hears the gospel once in her lifetime. You know, maybe some of you don't have domestic helper, but when you visit your friends or your loved ones during Chinese New Year, you see them with helpers. Consider giving them ampao as well because this is such a wonderful time to bless the migrant workers in our land. Give them an ampao and just tell them Jesus loves you. And if there's opportunity, pray for them. Pray for them. Maybe for some of you, God is calling you to take one step more, a bigger step, and that is to go on a short-term mission trip. This year, in 2023, God may be calling you to lead your family, lead your children, or go together as a CG for a short-term mission trip. And this year, our senior pastors will be leading Covenant EFC to go forth and be a blessing to the nations. You know, the borders are open, not just for us to book an air ticket to go for holiday, though that is really important because it's important for us to spend extended time with our loved ones, because it's only on holiday trip our children will be willing to sit down and just have extended time with us, isn't it? That is really important, don't get me wrong. But do more than that. I believe God is moving in your heart, some of you, to go for a short-term mission trip with your CG or with your family. Do that together as a spiritual family. If you have a heart for the unreached people group and you really want to reach one unreached people group one at a time, but you don't feel that you are ready to fly out of Singapore, I want to share with you a new ministry that Covenant EFC has started. It's in the Chinese Migrant Workers Ministry at ST Lodge. You know, this door opened really because the hand of God divinely moved us and opened door for us. And we actually recently see about 200 of them came to know the Lord. About 50 of them recently baptized. 
And this amazing place, ST Lodge, allows us to conduct service on a weekly basis to preach the word of God to the Chinese migrant workers here in Singapore. You cannot imagine the impact that we are doing every week under Covenant EFC at ST Lodge. And you cannot imagine their hunger. You just need to go there and take a look. They have a hunger to know Jesus. And God is moving in our land. And He wants us to be a blessing. He wants us to be a blessing. And some of you, God is moving in your heart to say, Hey, God, I really want to bless our unreached people group one action at a time. And I want to encourage you to probably take a picture Take a picture of this QR code. You don't need to sign up now. Take a picture and see where God leads you. You know, the harvest is plentiful in this Chinese migrant ministry. Plentiful. There's so much hunger there. But the workers are so few. There's only a few people on a weekly basis doing this every day. They run the service every week. The same group of people. And today, we are looking for people to step up to be musicians, step up to lead worship, to be guitarists, step up to be befriender, or even just to nurture them. The harvest is plentiful there, but the workers are so few. So I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider on how we can bring the Word of God to the nations. One day, all nations will come under the ruling hands of God. One day, that will happen. And it will come through God's people blessing the nations. Today, as God's royal priesthood, we do not need to conduct any more animal sacrifices to call down His blessing. But we have an obligation to bring His blessing in the form of His word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the land and beyond Singapore. We have an obligation as God's royal priesthood. We come to the end of the sermon, and it's really about Psalm 67, seeing the nations knowing Jesus. This psalm is written as a song. Back in those days, the people sing this psalm. They sing for God's blessing to pour down and for the blessing to go to the nations because they believe that God's blessing upon the people and God's people blessing the nations will bring forth the word of God, the presence of God to the nations. Blessings has a ripple effect to the nations. That's what Psalm 67 is trying to tell us. Today, we are all blessed. Most of us are blessed with a personal relationship with God. But that blessing is not meant to stay within us. It is meant to flow out to the nations. If you keep the blessing and keep it within here, keep it within yourself or Singapore, something within our soul may die. This is a picture of a Dead Sea. A Dead Sea is dead not because there's no water flowing through. A Dead Sea is dead because there's no water flowing out. The blessings that we have received from God through the missionaries, through Sir Stanford Raffles, bringing the word of God, is not meant for us to stay here in Singapore. We have an obligation to bring the blessing to the nations. We are blessed here in Singapore materially, spiritually, in all aspects. It's not meant for us to keep it. Because if we keep it, something within our soul may die. It is meant to flow out. Blessings are meant to have ripple effects to the nations. So where do we start, Pastor Sharon? Where should we start? It starts from us praying a prayer. God, bless us with revival. We are not satisfied with where we are. Bless us with a great sense of revival, a great awakening that 
us and our family and our children, our neighbours, our friends will get to know Jesus. They will have a personal relationship with God. Ask God to bless us with great awakening that He will pour down His Spirit on all the peoples of the earth. Pray for God to revive us, that sons and daughters will speak words of prophecy. We will have dreams and visions. Ask God in our lifetime, bless us with revival. I'm going to invite you right now to rise and respond to God with this song. Psalm 67 was written as a song. The people sing this psalm to ask God to bless them and be a blessing to the nations. Today, let us respond to God with this song and may the lyrics represent our prayer to God.
I want to ask you this question. Do you believe that God can revive us? If this is you, I want to invite you to raise your hand. Do you believe and do you want a great awakening? Do you want to see revival in your lifetime? Father, we come before you as a church. Send revival. We are not satisfied with where we are. We are not satisfied with where we are. Send us revival that we will love you and love the word of God and we will love the souls of men. May you start from us. May you send revival so that the wave of revival will go from here to the nations. May you empower all my brothers and sisters here. Empower them. Help them to do one act of blessing at a time and believe that blessings have ripple effects to the nations. Empower them. Give them eyes to see the nations in our land. Give them eyes to see them and love them to Christ. You may put your hand down and I want to speak to the second group of our, of our friends here with all eyes closed some of you do not know Jesus and you are not a Christian yet I want to tell you Jesus loves you He wants to flourish you not just physically, materially He wants you to know Him and to be favoured by Him He wants you to have a personal relationship with God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and if today you want to receive Jesus in your heart to be known by Him and to be loved by Him, I want to invite you with all eyes closed to raise your hand. I want to pray for you, receiving Jesus for the first time. Yes, we have a brother here. Is there anyone else receiving Jesus for the first time? Up in the gallery. Up in the gallery. And even in the online space, I want to pray for you right now. Father, may you bless our friends here who is receiving Jesus for the first time. May you flourish them, bless them spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, materially. May you bless them to know you, to know your word, to know your love. May they receive Jesus. May you cleanse them by the blood of Christ, forgive their sins. And today, may you send them off to know you and make you known. May they find the knowledge, may they grow deeper in the knowledge of Christ in a local church. May you bless them so that they will be a blessing to the nations. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.